don't you hit my line if you don't know the price My time costs Oh, for the bag I go dumb to the most I can't take no losses Yeah, 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 yeah I do the jack in advance like I'm supposed to I be popping bottles every night like I'm supposed to That's just how you do it, nothing do it when you living like a boss Uh, made it out the district Saw that nothing's different I gotta keep the wisdom High power, holy spirit Energy continues building My strategy is brilliant Invest and make back your million I'm on some fucking job This music gon' make a killing No pad as a bible Instruments are my religion Ain't no truce This whole industry is competition Too many spoon fed Not worthy of my position Black leather jacket It's a lifestyle Shawty's at the club Going buck wild 206 race, check my profile until I'm in my grave. I'll be turning up the whole town. Don't you hit my line if you don't know the price. My time costs. Oh, for the bag, I go dumb to the most. I can't take no losses. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do the check in advance like I'm supposed to. I be popping bottles every night like I'm supposed to. That's just how you do it, nothing do it when you're living like a boss. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a Seattle hip hop artist. He's set to release his new album soon, so we're gonna break, be breaking down that, some of his come up, and uh, also, I, from my understanding, he's he's well versed in Italy and traveling to Italy. So I'm Italian myself, so I'd love to hear his take on Italy and maybe um, some culture that he's learned from there, and how we can maybe bring that back to to Seattle. It's my pleasure to introduce. Rank Ramon in the building. Rank Ramon, Pioneer Square Zone. So let's let's start with Italy. Actually, it sounds like a weird okay. thing to start with, <laughs> okay. but you, you just you just got back from Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Italian, but I've never been. I don't even know the language, but mm-hmm. um, I'd love to hear. Because also, I was telling you before the podcast, um, quite a few podcasters I've been listening to, like uh, like Andrew Schultz, for example, or Andrew Santino from yeah. Bad Friends. Um, they they just got back from Italy and they've been talking about it. So I'm like craziness. And then you just got back from Italy. So yep. I feel like let's just start there. Yeah. So this trip was a little bit different than my other trips. Usually uh, my grandparents were living in Aviano at first. Okay. And then they moved to Vicenza. So they were three years in Aviano. Maybe it was four and then four in Vicenza. Mm-hmm. So usually I would kind of stay there and then uh go for the summers you know uh my grandpa uh grandpa was working for the military and early on in my life my mom uh, she has epilepsy so she was having trouble seizures so it'd just be good for me to go over for the summer and just stay with them and kind of get away you know Mm -hmm. only child all that and uh oh i didn't know that only child huh? well i got two stepbrothers and i had two stepbrothers i have one now passed one passed away in chicago and then i have uh two stepsisters but growing up by myself with my mom it was Mm -hmm. just me and so I would go over there and just kind of picked up on the language a little bit. I would hang out and it was easier as a kid because I would run around with everybody else that was like little. And if I said something, they would understand me, but mm-hmm. then be like, say this, speak like this. And mm-hmm. then I, so I kind of got the lingo, moved around. But then uh, even having deep Italian blood in my family my grandparents continued to go back I started to get older and I was like you know I got stuff to do during the summers like I'm almost in high school it's time to party you know so I skipped out on it and then COVID hit Mm. and I was like I gotta get out of this country you know I was like I gotta go explore and 
because he like with covid it's like there's so much more you wanted to do yeah and you didn't realize it until covid yeah so then this year they were like you want to go back and i was like absolutely so i hit flew into uh venice then we went to the old towns aviano vicenza then we went to venice a couple days hung out uh florence rome a couple days uh and then went down to the coast mm. naples the amalfi coast and uh oh, shit, that's I where partied. andrew schultz was amalfi. was in the amalfi yeah, coast yeah. yeah the amalfi coast is gorgeous i mean but like european culture is so much more calm you mm. sit down you enjoy your meal you don't have like 20 minutes to eat and then you got to go do this and then you got to go do that everything is super calm the food's amazing everything's not that expensive either mm. you know even though our dollar is pretty close to the euro okay. now but man i partied like an animal this last trip and right. it was well deserved like i would take family during the day you know go visit friends family from back there go eat some nice dinners enjoy time once 10 o'clock came around oh. i was a different human being because their clubs out there, it's different, you know. Can a you lot speak of, Italian at all? I can speak pretty well. Not like I used to when I was little where I was actually going through with sentences. Now it's mm -hmm. like to get around. If yeah. I need to get around. You know, if I'm asking for the bill or if I'm asking for what this is. Where's the party the, at? <laughs> yeah, where's the... No, I just say nightclub. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, but, you know, in Germany and Italy too, they take August off. Mm-hmm like companies full August wow. and they go on vacation with family. So that's where you get a lot of like the clubs and everything popping off. Some of them will close mm. because they'll go on vacation with their family. Damn. But you know, you got Florence, which is, there's a lot of colleges and stuff out there. So, or is it universities or is it called colleges? Universities probably. Okay, there universities. Yeah. University is such a weird word for me. Cause it's like, you say you go to university versus like, I feel like it's, it doesn't sound like the right. I feel like I would go to a university, but you say you go to university. Yeah. Which is like, I go to college makes sense, but I go to university. I feel like there should be an A there. Well, also, too, one of my biggest things is like talking to some of these people. Gonzaga has one out there in Florence. Okay. Really? So, yeah, them and. But it's probably a not a party other. school out there, is it? No, but it's like party town. Okay. So, like, you have the universities and then you have like little strips of like straight you know parties pretty yeah. much and everything there is so open you know everybody is just there to have a good time you never have those people that are like i'm just here to be cool or i'm just like everybody the minute they walk in the door is like flipping like yeah. drinks and and uh asking some of the people out there that are going to college or whatever they're like oh yeah like we're just studying abroad i'm like okay like what are you studying uh you know pretty sure business i'm like pretty sure business <laughs> i'm like you're number one where do you get all this money to go abroad yeah and do your parents know you don't even know what you're going to college for <laughs> like yeah. have fun i guess if you got maybe is that one burn. of the places where like is that one of the countries where college is covered maybe university is covered i don't, I don't know. know it's got to be expensive because yeah. even when i was in sorrento like that's more of the, the amalfi coast okay that's more of like a uh, travel you get a lot of you know european travelers and mm. people from all over the world but there's a ton of college kids that'll go there too yeah i don't know where they get the money but mm. ton of college kids that'll go there too and just be like oh we're here for two days for the weekend i'm like i want to go to 
Italy for the weekend. <laughs> can you fit in enough where people don't know you're American, or do you still have like an American tendencies when you're going over to Italy? I completely love the way they dress. The Ferrari the shoes, like, you like the Ferrari shoes. Love them. I love the <laughs> the open shirts. I, yeah. I always wear my open shirts anyway, but like the white button up with the collar and keep it open. Yeah, couple chains in the middle. But I mean, I still dress like I I do right now. But like when I go out, it's more comfortable to just party in like what they wear, yeah. or it's more comfortable in general. You're waking up also in like a hundred degree weather, oh, shit. and it's so humid there. Ah, uh. so like wearing what I usually wear, like. Mm-hmm. It's not even worth it. You yeah. Know? You know what's wild? I haven't... This is the first day I've been outside since... Today is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Since Saturday? How many? Is that four days? It's four days. Holy shit. <laughs> because of the Wait, fires? Oh, because <laughs> of the fires, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's just... It, it's just like being outside for a change for, after four days. I'm like, holy, holy fuck. Because it's so smoky here right mm-hmm. now and, Well, and with that weird... Seattle always has that weird time where it's like right now we're getting that smoke pretty much the end of the summer. Yeah. And now we're going into, I think today is like 720, you know, the sun's coming down. Yeah. So it's like, we're really about to hit that fall. Yeah. Seattle people just transition super weird where they're like, summer is like summer and then fall it's like, ah, we need a month and then we'll take fall. Yeah. Like I'm just happy. I'm I'm happy we're not humid though, in my opinion. Humid? Yeah. It's not really humid here, but like- It's not bad. I had a weird thing because it started with my Maya Manzer interview. Mm-hmm. Um, she's uh, she's out in LA, but she okay. spent some time in Seattle. Okay. Um, and she was saying while she was here in Seattle, she couldn't take the weather because she thought it was like depressing, you know, with like uh-huh. the rain and all that. And so that's the first time I really even thought about the weather and people being like, "Seattle freeze, depression, blah blah blah," right? Mm-hmm. And I just kept hearing that over and over with different people since whenever that was March or something. And then finally we're about to get into that weather again. And mm-hmm. for a few months I've been just hearing that depression, depression, depression. And as soon as like, it was like a week or two ago, it was one of the first cloudy days we've had in a while. And I felt more excited and happy versus when it was sunny outside. That's how and, I feel. I, I love, like, I love the indoor weather. Yeah. Plus some, you get more done in my opinion. Yeah. Cause I just take it as like, if you want to lounge around, lounge around. If you want to get work done, get work done. Yeah. You're not like forced to go out to the beach or anything. That's fair because I feel like right now though, it's a weird thing where, you know, it's bright from like 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. basically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have to be working till it's 10 p.m. until it's sundown. Yeah. But I will admit, I get a lot of stuff done, but I will admit I'm a little cr- procrastinative during that huge chunk of time versus when it's like sunny at i'm gonna be off on this time but like maybe sunny at like eight and -hmm. then dark by 4 p.m i feel like i'm more focused because there's a short amount of time and i'm racing the daylight versus like like, waiting for the daylight to be over with during summer don't they call it fomo yeah like fomo like fear of missing out right i feel like that's like i personally don't think i have crazy FOMO like Mm -hmm. I did in high school where I wanted to go out and party and do everything every day yeah but still I think I live a life already where I have stuff I got to do but Mm -hmm. in the summer you still catch yourself like oh yes you're like oh I'm gonna go to this party like I know I'm I should be doing this yeah I'm gonna go to this party or I'm gonna go to the beach for like five hours yeah like there's just 
you want to just continue going and yeah. going and going. So that's what I love about it is it's like, all right, let's slow down, you know. Yeah, I guess you don't really get FOMO in the winter when it's 6 p.m. and dark versus yeah, FOMO like, in the summertime and it's 6 p.m. You're like, oh, shit, what's something yeah. has to be popping off right now, right? You're like, there's a club? Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Damn. So what? what are some, before we, we're going to definitely touch on your come up, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of intrigued about this Italian thing. Like as mm. soon as I hear something that I've heard multiple times and I'm able to talk to someone about it, I kind of get like obsessed with it. Uh-huh. But um, what is, so what is some things culturally you can take away from Italy and bring back to your own life here in Seattle? Um, I would say respect is a huge thing mm. over there. Even at a young age, you know, I'd be allowed to have a glass of wine. Mm. You know, it didn't matter because over there you drink to enjoy yourself. Open yeah. the rainier beer. Speaking of, that's a perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a glass of wine, <laughs> as as they say. Uh, living like rock stars, partying like movie stars, and fucking like porn stars. Hell yeah! Cheers. There we go. But um, so there's respect when you're drinking at fourteen. But yeah, or something? it's like <laughs> all those. Yeah, well, I mean, you get kids that come out. Mm. You'll see one of the biggest things you'll see in Italy is like a group of like seven girls, uh, and they're all probably like. I might be in high school, might be just getting out of high school, but you'll always see them all go out. They're all drinking Aperol spritzes, smoking their cigarettes, yeah. like, but they're all having such a good time. There's never, even on this trip where I partied more in Europe on this last trip than I ever have, you'll never see somebody puking. Mm. Never. Oh, people are, people are going so hard, but you never see somebody that's like, uncontrollable of their body you'll never see somebody that's making a dumbass decision that you're like that dude's hammered and he's being an idiot you don't see people fighting yeah you don't see that because people are like enjoying themselves they're not going to get hammered or drunk they're just going to have a good time and it's that respect i heard that from one of my german friends recently there they were saying like we start drinking when we're like 14 or something yeah we get all that like throwing up and disrespecting alcohol or substances out of the way when we're young. Yeah. So by the time we're 18, we can handle ourselves versus like 18 America. When you're American and 18, you might've been drinking when you're in high school, but like, or I mean, I guess more like when you're 21, because mm-hmm. you still can't really drink when you're 18. But like by the time you're 21, you're throwing up still and like oh, yeah. acting crazy versus if you're got that out when you're 14, by the time you're 21. Well, you're I like, think too is like, it's just such a different lifestyle. So like, yeah. I know people that are older than me right now that'll be like, oh, I'm going out and I'm getting yeah. obliterated. Yeah. And you're like, you're not even focused on the night. Like you're more focused on just getting obliterated, yeah. which it's a good, sure. Word, it's obliterated. a good, yeah, it's a good time <laughs> for sure. Sometimes, but it's like, you know, enjoy yourself. That That's what you live. Life is for the experiences. And that's what yeah. I think you take away from that drinking perspective is experiences. That's weird though, because I'm, I'm basically a COVID baby, right? So like okay. I, I. What does that mean? Like, like I turned 21 during COVID. Oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. I still you had a even, major event happen yeah. during COVID, yeah. So I still haven't even experienced like being drunk at a bar. I you didn't just have been, a fake ID. No, you well, never well, had a fake ID. Well, think about it. Like, <laughs> I graduated. I, I was 18 when I graduated. Then I basically had maybe like less than a year before before I turned 19 and COVID hit. Uh-huh. So from like. 19 until 21 it's not like you could really go to bars yeah even really so 
that's nuts. So yeah. yeah, I don't even know. Like, I guess I know. Yeah, I guess I, it's not. I'm not afraid to admit I don't really know bar etiquette too much. So if I do go to events or places to drink, it's I'm throwing an event or something versus yeah. like, like I don't know. Because think about it this way: because there's people, yeah, who will just go and drink by themselves at a bar and then meet someone randomly and oh, yeah. things like that. But I don't it's even so know how. Fun. I don't even know how that <laughs> culture. Or what's so like being like I'm gonna go to a bar and get drunk and randomly meet someone. I I can't even like figure out how in my mind how that works. I think for me, this is kind of stepping away from the Italian conversation because, but <laughs> it's like for me, I definitely party pretty hard, and anybody around me, and respectfully, of course, <laughs> <laughs> but anybody around me that knows, I love to have a good time. I'm all about <laughs> having you know, a blast and doing like huge things, whether it's pop, whatever it is, you know? And when I was younger in high school, we would have, I had those experiences that you do in high school or college where you're like, oh, this happened. And then I woke up in this park or whatever. And that's like, you know, high school, you grow through that. Mm. But then before I turned 21, I definitely had a fake ID. Yeah. And then probably through fake ID to, 22 oh i got it out of the way like i had mm. the craziest shit happen i got knocked that's what the full tank okay. cover is about oh i heard that song Riker showed me that like a year ago or something yeah but so the, you've had the that cover in, yeah the cover with the so that was a real blackout i got knocked out that was a real i got knocked out cold I thought that was like in makeup Belltown. or something in Belltown i know some people were hitting me and they were like dude that makeup's crazy i'm like that's not makeup what? I have the pic. I'll probably post up the Wait, pictures. Wait, so how long ago did that happen then? 2019. It happened probably like a six months before COVID. That's craziness. Yeah, it was nuts, dude. And it wasn't the first time I've been jumped. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's yeah. not the first time. Like six, another six months right before that, I got jumped in Pioneer Square. And no, 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 this had to be two. I, I must have just turned. I thought my mom was still back in the city. But anyway, I went out partying with uh, my homeboy, um, Nico. Okay. And we both brought, he had a girl, I had a girl. And we went to uh, Stage, right? Stage in Pioneer Square. Stage? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Dude, I literally I don't know. Stage. Like um, I can tell you all the podcasts. It's, 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 it's a nightclub or <laughs> okay. something like that. So I get it. I think it was my girl's birthday at the time and the girl I was with. And I get us a section, right? And so oh, this is a crazy ass. So, so I get us a section and they bring us like a whole bottle. There's four of us. Right. These sections are huge. Right. So we have like a whole bottle of champagne already and a whole bottle of Grey Goose. Right. We already were drinking before. Right. So we just start going ham and then you see like we were having a great time yeah. like great time because then we're bringing other girls into the section there was like a group of like 10 dudes like huddled into a section just like staring at us mm. like just like you know huddled in i'm like ah, have a good time whatever so then i'm getting twisted like i'm like there and this girl is like dancing in our section and i kind of tell my buddy and the girls we were with i was like I kind of want to clear it out. Let's let's give it like five minutes and let's get through. So this girl's like dancing on me and I'm like, hey, you got to get out of my section. And she like turns around and she's like, go fuck yourself. 
and i was like what in my section i was like fuck you like all this like but then i'm like whatever i'm pretty sure what happened and that is pretty sure the security guard was her brother so i get he comes over and i'm a person that doesn't cause a scene at all and he comes over and he's like hey bro i gotta ask you to leave and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i was honestly so lit i was like that's fine i was like i'm gonna leave but you these three can stay and i already paid for the whole table and everything so make sure they still get i think we had another bottle of champagne coming in make sure they get all that and make sure they still have the section for the night he's like that's fine this is gonna get fucking hilarious i go outside i'm lit now this is a big thing to the story i've never worn air force ones i don't wear white cocaine air force ones okay I didn't grow up with them. I couldn't afford them. And then when I grew up and wearing J's and stuff, I just thought it, I don't like them. Yeah. I was never like a white Air Force. And I always rock Converse now. Okay. I bought a pair for that night. Okay. Because I had some extra money. So I was like, I got the fresh white Air Force ones on. Yeah. I think I had like a Versace shirt on or something. Jewelry, all that. I'm outside lit. Who walks by? The homie. Macintosh. Hey, there we go. Hey, bro, what are you doing outside? I was so drunk. I had no clue. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing outside. I was like, I have a table inside, though. He's like, oh, bro, come on, let's go inside. And, you know, he was with somebody or something like that. And I'm like, okay. So we walked through the back entrance. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I was back. So I just walked back there and I'm like, all right, bro. And then Mac gets like the VIP. So it's just him and somebody else in this massive VIP. Mm. Like it was huge. And so I'm chilling there, but I was kind of bored after a while because I was like, hey, can I bring my friends in here? And he's like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So I stand on the on a chair like to to see them. It was like a cartoon. You know when a, somebody gets pulled and yeah. then their head like comes oh. later? Yeah. I get ripped off. Like Mac doesn't even see me because I'm like over far away now. I get pulled out just dragged to the back i'm not i've never been in a fight where i'm not angry i just start getting pommeled by these big dudes i mean massive dudes i was joker laughing bro because i didn't understand what was happening i was like wait what what and i get the shit beat out of me and this is how they got me they stole my air force one and then tossed me out so i'm in the middle of the street this is where i'm from like family Pioneer around Square. Pioneer Square from first to third, like everybody knows me. Uh, so I'm like, bro, I can't, I can't have anybody see me. Yeah. So I like walking up all the way to fourth and I'm like, no shoe, like hobbling. And I don't know how this happened, but I'm like staring at the ground. Cause I'm like, nobody can see me like bleeding. And these two feet stop in front of me. And I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, I'm going to fight again. What is going on here? And it was uh, one of my ex-girls I was with. Uh-huh. I lived with at the time. She was like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, you look like... And I'm like, I lost. I was like, I lost. So they just wanted your shoes? or did Just you to, like, embarrass me. Just embarrass me. Just rob me of my shoe. Didn't take anything else from me. And it was the guys that were in the huddle or what? You don't even I don't know. even know. It was just two big-ass dudes. And I just got taken out. But then, yeah, flash forward six months later, went out with my buddy. We were hitting the bars. Actually hung out with uh, 
I think that was the first night I met Dave. Dave B. Because we were at um, what's that part, place in Capitol Hill? Uh, Sugar Hill. Uh-huh. And uh, I think Biba was DJing. Okay. Fun ass night. Everybody going crazy. Bottles, all that. Then I went to uh, a club that we would always end at. It was like a nightclub, but it was like a lounge. Super dope. I'm pissed that they closed it, but it was in Belltown. And uh, we get there. Pretty lit by this time. I didn't even want to go out that night. But when you turn it on, you better turn it on. And so we're going crazy. And uh, first time ever, this chick's there. We're talking. And I'm like, oh, who'd you come with? She's like, oh, this is my mom right here. And I'm like, get out of here, bro. Like, this is your mom? Show me their IDs. It's her mom. She's like, you want to hang out with me and my mom? I'm like, of course. So I'm like walking. We're walking outside. I take one more shot before they close down. It's packed out there, right across from the Taco Del Mar. Okay. So, uh, oh, I know exactly out. where that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like packed out. And uh, I'm walking outside with the mom. And, and the cops, there's they the same cops that have ran there since I was younger, uh-huh. they all run the first ab. And uh, they're like, hey, where are, you, where are you ladies? Oh, you know, he's going to walk us over here and then we're going to grab an Uber. They're like, oh, why don't you just stay with us? The you cops know, said The that? cops. They're like, yeah, why don't you just stay with us? Like, we'll help you get an Uber. I was like, fucking dicks, you know, like, so anyway, like, I'm on some hot boy shit, my homie and I are like, oh, like, that's some BS, but we'll catch him later, da-da. we're walking down the street, kind of on hype, somebody said something to me, and my homie goes, you hear what he said to you? I was like, what did this dude say to me? What is it, you know, I'm on hot boy shit, I walk over there, I don't know what, I've been in a lot of fights in my life, and I don't know what went through my head in this one. My first thing to do was headbutt him. Oh. And I, they, his friends are telling us, they're like, yo, he's talking shit to you guys, but he's on the up, up. He's on uppers. He's on like, and he's mm-hmm. crazy. So I headbutt him, and I swear I fed him like five times. Just boom, boom, boom. You've seen those videos on YouTube where somebody gets knocked out and they just body collapsed. Yeah. I just remember throwing punches. And then I remember somebody being like, yo, Q, Q. And I was like, what? And he's like, who's the president? And I was like, bro, what do you mean? It was a cop. It was a cop I know. He was like, he was like, I was like, what do you mean, bro? You weren't watching the fight? He's like, yeah, I was. He was like, you've been knocked out for like 25 seconds. Oh. And so I was like, win. bro, I was like, no, I got, that's, that's the full tank cover. Got it. That's the black got eye. It. Got it. Clocked me once, knocked. But you did headbutt him or no? Yeah, I headbutted him. That's how I started it. But like you didn't knock him out or anything? No. I was like, I don't think it was a good headbutt. Wait, so have you won or lost more fights? I think I've won more. Okay. And you just... Yeah. <laughs> and what is it? You just, you're just a fightable person or what's No, I think it's what, what we were talking about earlier, like just young life getting it out. I think I was just so young, like in that mind state of partying all the time and always going out that like Seattle specifically. So like, like things the, were always the probability erupting. of that happening. Cause you're out so much. is just, just, yeah. Just like, I think I just had so much like, uh, I think there was, there's been times in my life, which full tank it is literally about, um, that I felt invincible, you know, okay. like full tank is about literally me driving faded with an ounce in my trunk crashing my car getting chased by the cops 
and totaling it. And that's a true story. And I didn't get arrested. Huh. And it's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But all that's cleared up legally, so. <laughs> uh, that is but, so wild. The more. Yeah, you learn, you, you learn that. You know, like you learn that growing up. At, if you're 16, you s- start to get a car. You can, you'll hit a hundred miles per hour. You're like, I'm not going to hurt myself. I told her two cars before I was 18 because that's how I felt. I didn't drive until I was 18. I think I have the most controlled life ever then, to be honest. Like the more I have rappers on or anything, <laughs> like I'm either in my house in the middle of the woods or I'm at a studio. Mm. And then, yeah. Wow. Well, that's great. Like, uh, is it? I guess. Yeah, that is because like. But then how, but then. I guess I try to live life, but then I feel like a lot of my learning is through talking to people. Right? Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't. I've never been even close to a, like, a fight, really. Yeah, or I like, mean, in or even like a dangerous like car. I haven't even been in like a fender bender or anything. Oh yeah, that I've crashed a few cars, but that's like why I felt invincible, and I was doing this, and I was doing that, and then finally I was like, I'm gonna end up killing myself, or like. I'm going to be locked, you know? Like, oh, so it's not cool. Or is it? It's not cool. <laughs> oh. But it's good. It's good learning because, you know, everything in life is learning. Even when you're 40 and yeah, doing well with a good career and everything, you're still learning. You're never going to stop learning. You're 70. You're still going to be learning life. I mean, but the maturity, I think, definitely has to happen with some people. Oh, so partying's not mature or what? Or can you mature think, party? Maybe like I think you can mature party, huh? Interesting. That's I've definitely gotten better, for sure. I guess what is mature partying though? Just making sure you're not too out making of it? sure you're not spending too much at the strip club. You can keep your balance. Make oh. sure you understand your drinking limit. Make sure you're not creating chaos. And chaos is always fun, but making sure you know. See, I don't even like everybody sp- has a good time. I don't even like spending money at a bar. Yeah. I'd rather like drink and then go to a bar. I guess is that frugal? Is that the right word? Is mm, when you I mean, everybody has their thing, you know? I like I don't really drink at home unless it's like a long day and I'll have Well, I don't like, just drink one. at home. Like if I'm going to if I'm going to no, hang out. Yeah, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I just like to drink at home and not go to the bar. No, <laughs> You're like that's kind of my room. No, like no. I'm not a, I'm not even I don't think by any means. I'm not even like on the spectrum of being like a What is You only hear about lonely cat ladies? I'm not I'm not cat even ladies? Yeah, I'm oh, not even close yeah. to being like a lonely cat dad or anything like that. Yeah. But at the same time, if you just wrote my life on paper, I'm just I just talk to people and that's it. But that's but, a good thing. Like, I don't know. Man. We all have our own thing. I want to be cool. That's kind of cool. It's though. not. It's well. I guess it's not cool to get into car crashes. No, it's especially not cool if you're endangering other people. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Partying's good. Like especially like. I think it's <laughs> partying's a good, good. It's a this good. This is a PSA. Partying's good. Partying for you. is good for you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like. Huh. Just enjoy your life, you know? Don't do anything that's going to hurt yourself or others, but enjoy your life. But it's weird sure. if you party sober, I guess. Well, it depends on the environment. Uh-huh. If that's like what if you think, like, I have a bunch of sober friends. Like, if that's something that you I, think is best for you and, like, 
puts you on the right path because there are a lot of people in this world that can't handle alcohol uh, or 100%. drugs. So if that's how you want to do it, I know people that can party that are sober. Okay. But then they usually, some of them like they're like serial killers or something. Well, I feel usually... like if you're around, if you're like <laughs> someone that's completely sober and you're around just a bunch of drunk people, you're like a serial killer or something. That is I don't like, know. I think a lot of them are like. It depends on if. You, because mm. there's a lot of sober people who are sober because they drank or did whatever before. Yeah. Versus, I don't know. I watch a lot of serial killer movies because we're in Seattle. You know, like if you're like Ted this, Bundy. if you're like this sober guy, and like you're like, oh, this, I'm at a party and someone's drunk, I can like slice them up in my trunk or something. You know what I mean? Damn, that's hella deep. But you know what I mean? Like you're like you're like you're mentally like I know where I'm at and I know where these people are at because they're drunk. Yeah. And like that's like a mental like fucked game there. Yeah. So I feel like if you're a sober person going to a lot of parties, unless you're sober because you party too hard, I feel like there's a difference there. Not saying you want to get to the point where you're sober because you were partying too hard. I think I don't a lot of these <laughs> a lot of you know those girls that are on IG. Not even girls, any any human being that is on the IG or whatever and they're like and this is no disrespect to people that do it I'm just saying there's a lot of them that I know that are like yo sober it's been a month we're gonna keep it going and then it's like a uh, month and a half and then they kind of like don't post and you're like hmm and then like a week later they're just like raving with like uh. two micheladas just like See that's why you like, don't promote. You're like, I don't know. oh, you're back. <laughs> I don't promote. That's why I just learned growing up. You don't promote your personal life because then you're just setting mm. yourself up for for failure. But also, like, why do you want everyone knowing your personal? I that's stuff that's a big thing for me. I don't like people to know. Like, I have a split situation. You know, I have Rank Ramon, um, and then I have me. You know, um, and you have to have that, especially with the crazy stuff I do. Rank Ramon. Okay. It's yeah, I need that. Otherwise, but that's I would just social media wise, or do you have there's like two people in general? I would say like two people in general for sure. Okay. Yeah, because it's like I can't. If I was Rank Ramon all the time, it gets it gets really scary. And I've had this conversation with yeah a lot of people, like a lot of big rock stars and stuff will say that same thing. Like if they if Slash is Slash like he was in the 1960s all the way to now and never like yeah. got to just be a family dude like i'm sure damn it'd be okay a fucking mess <laughs> so i feel like it's time to cover your come up a little bit <laughs> so let's start with the name uh -huh. rank, rank rank ramon what is the meaning is that a play on your real name whatsoever or, or what mm -mm. so i did a show when i was 15 uh back in spokane and uh, I went by Q or something like that. Q-U-E. And then it was just like, whatever. There's another and rapper with that name. Already. That's why I changed yeah. it when I was 15. I was like, nah, like, I need something else that just fits better. And I, like, always have this gross, like, the, pr the pretty boy vibe is there. But it's like, I'm very grunge. Being uh, from Pioneer Square, it's like, Everything about me is grunge, you know. Um, you know, the the girls wear the same black leather jackets every day, take a shot of whiskey in the morning, throw their boots on, and hit the bar. Hmm. The guys do the same thing and hit multiple bars. You know, like, so it's, like, very grunge. So I wanted that. So you wear rank. leather jackets, too? 
Huh? Do you wear leather jackets as well? Black leather jacket. It's a lifestyle. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was going to wear mine today, but then I was like, it's kind of hot. Yeah. I've been, I, I'm waiting for fall so I can break the black leather jacket. I'm regretting up. this Mickey Mouse sweatshirt right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had a, I used to doodle at school and I had this like tag I used to write. And it was rank, but it was with a K, like gross. Okay. And then uh, I threw a Q in there made it rank and then i thought ramones the ramones always like inspired me in a mm -hmm. sort of way because it's like the original punk rock you mm -hmm. know and uh so i wanted to be a ramon there we go so i made myself Frank one ramon damn so you started rapping by the time you were 15 or before that uh i was doing it before that but like super to myself like right. super writing my own bars and freestyling for hours all to myself probably didn't even talk to anybody about it until mm -hmm. like 15 or something like that that i started bringing it out and being like i think i want to do this and then i called up the promoter of the pin and i was just like i don't know how to get on a show but just call somebody and i called him and he's like all right uh yeah you'll perform thursday all right yeah see ya and At i was 15, like i was like what like i was like what he's like yeah thursday and i was like okay it was just like a bunch of artists on one bill. Yeah. And I got like 15 minutes. Okay. Dude, my bars were so bad. <laughs> like I said some crazy shit. Like I, I don't even like, I couldn't even tell you a bar right now. You didn't film um, it? You gotta film but, those first ones. Dude, I wouldn't even want them on camera, bro. It was <laughs> so bad. Like I remember uh, Moses Beats. Uh I would record with him. I was all over the place with studios because I didn't really like have a foundation or anything. I was so young too. But you said this was in Spokane or something? Mm -hmm. But you, yeah. you grew up in Pioneer Square. I grew up, that's, grew up that's like where I like fully developed was Pioneer Square. Okay. I grew up, when I lived with my mom in Seattle because I was born and raised here, mm. we were kind of all over the place. Okay. And then I went to, it was like a family tradition of mine to go to Gonzaga Prep. Okay. So I went and that's to how you know. Prep. That's why you know there's one in Italy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, but Gonzaga Prep is yeah. the preparatory school for oh. Gonzaga, the college. Okay. But it's a huge football program, uh, great sports, all that. And my whole family pretty much has gone there. But you didn't go to Gonzaga Prep. I did go to Gonzaga Prep. But you went to Seattle. Wait. I moved from Seattle okay. to Spokane specifically to go to Gonzaga Prep. But then did you go to the college? No. Hell no. I didn't have the grades for that. Then what was the point of going to Gonzaga Prep besides Because just, it's just family tradition. The sports are so good. Like the family is just so tight there. Did you did you do sports? I won a championship in 2016 for 4A for football. Okay. You're a football guy? Yeah. Okay. Um, but. That's why you're asking me about football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I did football um, for like two years or three years. And then I was like, nah. Yeah. But it's just. It's such a dope high school it was like i didn't want to go to high school any i couldn't afford going to like uh i wanted to go to like Eastside catholic or something that okay. also has great sports but i could that's afford. in seattle for you guys who yeah are that is seattle in seattle i couldn't afford anything like that and i was like i want to go to prep but gonzaga prep's so, free or do you or what um it no like it's it's still you still pay tuition but you can get like um you know little grants and you can be like here. my grandpa went here <laughs> yeah, or you can be like a dope football player and they'll be like, oh, we'll help you out. It's not a scholarship, but we'll help you out, yeah. which is not me. But um, oh. but we had a lot of great players go through there. and It was just a great – I wouldn't want anything else from 
my high school experience. So what? But um, we didn't use it to the full potential, or what? I did. But like you didn't have a good grade, I guess. No, I didn't. Get I didn't study for shit. Huh. But I graduated. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I graduated. I, I, you know, I had, like I said, I think learning is important. Grades are important for sure. Experience will always be important to me. And I had the best experience. I. <laughs> but at the end of the day, is your family like, fuck, we just spent all this money and you Hell just party? No. Hell no. I'm they successful. Just... Okay. I'm successful. I would say I'm more successful than they maybe thought I was going to be. Okay. Yeah. But like, I guess there's so many people that feel like they have to go to college and school to be not important at successful. all. Not important at all. I went to the Seattle Arts Institute for a semester. Oh, and so I, you dropped out of college in general or? Yeah. Like, like Kanye. Mm-hmm. So what, what were you going to college he for? He went to the Art Institute of Chicago. Like, were you doing it for like drawing or music um, or what? Audio and engineering. Hey, are you an audio engineer now then? Mm-mm. Or you're a bartender or something? Yeah. But did you ever become like an audio engineer? Um, No. Huh. <laughs> I'm doing audio. Wait. <laughs> I'm doing live audio engineering for like yeah. local events. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I, I never just... went to school for it. So I'm kind of just learning on the fly. But... I think... I think college is really important if you know what you want to do. Yeah. If you come out of high school and you're like, I want to be a doctor and I'm going to be a doctor, you go be a doctor. But I don't think I really, I wanted to do music. I wanted to go to ASU and I had to sit myself down and be like, if you go to ASU, you say bye to music. Mm. I knew that. I was like, if I go to ASU, I'm going to say bye to music. Yeah. Because then my whole life is going to change. Sure, I can go down there and do music. Am I going to? No. Hmm. So I was like, I should probably still go to college or give it a shot. Um, but I'm, I went back to Seattle, you know, where my mom was. And uh, I went to the Seattle Artist Institute and uh, just sucked, kind of. Hmm. I was like not as into it. Like, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a lyrical artist. Huh? I like writing music. I like uh, throwing ideas at the wall till it sticks. I like poetry. I like words. That's me. I don't really like to nerd out too much mm. on audio stuff. And everybody there did. Everybody there was like, oh, I got the new blah, blah, blah. I got this. Check out this new software. Check out this. It never really interests me. And so um, I just, I thought it was smart for me money-wise and mental-wise to just, I was leaving school all the time because the albums kept dropping. Mm-hmm. Kendrick, I would have like eight hours of school. Kendrick Lamar's album dropped. I left school. You can't I just remember, wait till the end of the day. <laughs> no, I couldn't, bro. I couldn't because like, I just, I don't think I was ready either to go back to college, like to go back into that school mindset. Got it. Because then I was on my own. I was like, I'm um, on my own. I actually got kicked out of the dorms in, um, I think I stayed there two nights. You were partying too hard? Um, no, somebody said that I had, me and my buddy had a package of like marijuana that we were bringing in. Did you? Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but they came through and I don't know who would tell them that, but, <laughs> but it's not like, it was going to be for us. It wasn't like. We were selling or nothing. But 
they like came in we were at work <laughs> we were at work and uh i got the text and they were like yeah they came through and like went through all your shit and found like they took all like my pipes i had like super nice dab rigs all this stuff and they were like took it all and they were like you guys have 24 hours to leave which Damn. is like in seattle 24 hours to move somewhere yeah. it's impossible but now they would be like yo that's cool what 20 all day because it was like legal now here in seattle do you think it would be different now or they no still it was still like... legal but i was only oh. 18 so but if there was a 21 year old that had it it would have been different or would they still uh, well, be like still no? with like the dorms like they it's like still like college rule huh. like it's like yeah, you're 21, but they don't want you bringing Wait, weed into the classroom. Wait, how old are you? I feel like I need like a... I'm 24, about to turn 25 Oh, you're month. super young. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of funny, like 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 martial law, for example. Mm. He looks young, but he's like fucking like... It's not that old even, but like 28, 29. So I, I'm the worst at like eight, like guessing like ages or anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're I'm pretty young. I'm definitely an old soul for sure. So you would have graduated college like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I regret it? No. no, and then, and then you became a bartender, or like would I, you have I, other jobs? My mom had that? me bar backing at six. I would when I was going to high school. Yeah, I would fly back to Seattle because my mom ran the J and M. Oh, you flew from Spokane to Seattle to visit my mom, and I'd work okay. behind the bar. And how long is that flight versus because driving is like five hours, six hours? Yeah, it's like forty-five minutes. Wow. I would either yeah, I'd like fly over or. Yeah, cheap tickets. If you get it like two, three months out of time, it's like 150 bucks, something like that. And then JM is a bar? Or yeah, JM is the oldest bar in Seattle. And it's still around or what? No, got closed down. I closed it. Uh, no, because tax invasion. Oh, and your mom ran it? Well, so the story goes is my mom ran it for years. I would come over for high school and uh, I would bar back. The day I turned 21, I started bartending for them. Okay. My mom, one of the hardest workers I've ever known, she just got burnt out and they just she worked every day yeah it's hard to do that you yeah. know you should, we i couldn't sit down with my mom and have dinner we'd sit down and have dinner she'd get it hey we need you here this is also before covid so popping seahawks just won a championship you yeah. know like we're the whole city's nuts yeah i couldn't even sit down and have dinner with her i mean she just got exhausted and she wanted to go be in california that was always her dream so she moved to la and then um the people that took it over were terrible and the owner started handling all the hmm. my mom was the glue that kept everybody together she made sure things happened make sure people got paid right made sure without her it crumbled we knew it was gonna crumble yeah but i didn't know it happened that fast and uh yeah i shut it down i some of the best uh that's what i'm saying like even though I'm only 24, some of the best nights of my life, like closing down that place. Oh, so like, you were we, there when, it, okay. I closed down the last night. Dang. That it was ever open. Did you get a lot of tips at least that night? No, nobody <laughs> knew it was that. Nobody knew it was the last night. Oh, no, you just, you're not No, like... you just wake up and the government put a lock on the door. Oh. The lock is still on the door. So at that point, you know, like as a business owner, you know you're avoiding taxes and that one day something's going to happen. Or like, do you just feel like you're going to get away with it? I wonder, like, what is, like, the mindset? He still owns a bar in Seattle, but I won't mention it because I don't care about him or anything that... Yeah. I don't want to bring him any attention. I don't like him at all. So even if you have tax evasion, you can own another bar? It's kind of wild. Um, Maybe after it's over, I'll tell you how I did it. Dang. 
<laughs> so, so you've been working in bars for how many years then? Eight, nine years. Dang. So, and you you like it? Like, is it or is it just like something that pays the bills, or do you like actually enjoy it? Uh, I enjoy it. Meet amazing people from all over the world, and uh, the money is pretty hard to like give up yeah it's just like one of those businesses that you want to leave so bad but then like you make such good money it's stupid from like tips or actual just like pay per hour or whatever salary or whatever like do bartenders Um, make salary do ever i guess maybe Mm, for like a crazy bar i've always gotten per hour what if you work at like i don't know okay like and i'm not like like blowing myself up like anybody that works at a solid bar in seattle with a solid schedule will tell you especially during events and game days and shit like that you make bank you don't mind like talking to drunk people all day no wow okay because if they're nice fuck yeah and if they're assholes get the fuck out yeah that's my favorite part do you ever get i learned that you can give like a waiter or waitress or bartender a drink you can pay for them to drink i guess have you been given not 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 legally in washington what i thought that was california certain counties you can okay but not it matters counties so like in san diego where my mom lives you can do that if you buy a the bartender a shot they can take it with you here Mm. in uh king county we can't do that dang okay or washington i don't i don't think washington can do that i got swindled by a bartender the other day when was it this is a crazy, it's not even that crazy of a story, but I was so offended by it. Um, so Travis Thompson's release show uh, last Wednesday, Yeah, I'm hanging out with my friend Carter and we go to this, I forget the name of it. It's like this pizza, pizza place in Belltown, I think. Mm-hmm. And the bartender's like super nice to me and him. We eat our pizza or whatever, we leave. Later that night, we're around the pizza place again. The part bartender comes out and is like, hey, how are you doing? I'm about to go over to this other bar to take a shot by this bartender that I know. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And they were like, hey, you want to come with come with me? So me and Carter go over to this other bar, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, get two shots for me and my friends. And then we're like, oh, shit, dope. So we take the shot. Well, my friend Carter doesn't drink, so I took a shot. Mm-hmm. And then like we're talking, and then like a few minutes later, the bartender that's working, he's like, are you paying cash or card? And he made you <laughs> mean for the other guy's shot? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? You made it seem like you're hooking us up. And then I, will, I will never forget that. I was like, fuck. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. There's some schemy bartenders out there. I was like, it's yeah. A... I, was like, I was like, that's fucked. You made, like, you're bringing me on this little adventure across the street and then knowing that I'm going to have to pay but you made it, it seem like I got you guys covered. When you have a good community, though, bartender, like, I remember, I think it was, like, every Thursday night, maybe, when I would do the J&M right when I was 21, all the cowgirls would come in after they closed because they would close early. What, would, cow, what are cowgirls? you never been to cowgirls yeah. in Pioneer Square? I'm telling you, I'm like a COVID a, baby. I've, like a, I've been to, like, any... It's like a coyote ugly bar, so they, like, oh, I dance, know what this they is, like yeah. dance yeah, yeah. on the... Thing. Yeah. Well, they would all come in, and then usually around that time, I don't have live music or anything playing, so I would uh, just give them, they would come in, tips on the table, like just a bunch of cash. Uh They would have their security guards with them, and they would um, 
I would give them the ox and they would just party mm. inside, like dancing on this and like nobody around. It was all just a good time. Mm. And then I would drink with them. It was like the J&M was so family for me growing up there. Right. There was nothing else more Pioneer Square than that. But if you give someone like a free drink, can you actually like measure that out and like in the till to be like someone was given a free drink so we're missing out on this amount of money or how do you actually measure if you miss out on money like at a bar? Do you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You want like the tricks to how to swindle a bar? You're <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me how to rob a place without them. I, there's, there's lots of ways though. Like, there's so many specific ways that you can do it. But... Right. But it's like, is it, is it better for the bar for a bartender to give out a free beer or a free shot? How about that? Yeah, it doesn't matter. So it's the same. It matters your clientele. That... Who's your client that you're giving the free shot to? Is it somebody that's going to come back or is it somebody that comes all the time? Oh. You don't want to mm. like, you should never give away free liquor unless it's somebody that is going to take care of you personally mm. or somebody that's going to take care of the business. Right. What about homeless people? Because there's so many of them, or I guess some people say houseless. The people that are on the streets, the street people in Seattle, I'm guessing they come into bars. And if they do, do people give them free drinks or what's the deal with that? Mm -mm. They don't really come in. They don't come in? No, and if they do, they're doing something like, I don't know, it matters. Like I have, I had a lot of homeless friends, especially at the J&M, and they never asked for alcohol. What did they ask for? Heroin or something? No, can I get like a glass of water? Okay. Oh but my, maybe yeah, that's the no certain problem. specific sect of homeless people? No. Huh. You got to understand, Pioneer Square is a pretty hardcore place with drugs and everything. So it's yeah. like a lot of those people aren't exactly looking for alcohol. They're looking it's for a easy good time, to get though. Or it's, no? easy to, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to get alcohol. Drugs are the hard part. Why is it easy to get alcohol? First and Cherry, bro. 7-Eleven on First and Cherry. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you can go anywhere and get alcohol. Wait, what do you mean? I know where that is, Go to Third and Pine. But they'll give you free alcohol, or what's the deal? No, I'm just saying, like, you got bottle snatchers and people everywhere that got fifths of this. Fifth, hey, I'll give you a fifth of this for $3 and this. You can get... You don't need to go into a bar to get alcohol. Mm. You can go anywhere on the street and get alcohol, pretty much. Like, or just rob it from a store they're not going to ch chase you but a lot of seattle gas stations and places have like security guards in them mm, not first and cherry okay if you're homeless listening to this podcast <laughs> check out first, first and cherry <laughs> is hardcore bro damn it's hardcore i've had hella friends get robbed and all that stuff i was there. at this i forget where i think it was a bar tell drugs in belltown or something like that and this this homeless guy was trying to steal like almonds or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this security guard was so extra. They fucking like tackled the guy at the door. I was like, holy, holy For shit. almonds? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Get over yourself, bro. Or pay for it. Yeah. I I get, but homeless people it. have money or no? They don't have money. No, I'm not saying him pay for it. A security guard should pay for it. Yeah. I would have paid for it. Hmm. Fucking See, almonds. I want to figure out. I'd like to be in a position where I understand enough of like what's going on street level wise as well as like corporate wise. I'd like to be like a happy medium, but I guess that comes from experience 
and street level in Seattle is mental health. You know, we don't really. I think at least Pit Pioneer Square, like we don't deal with a lot of. You get the violence from the mental health and the drugs, so the that's where you get like the violence and the drugs are just tearing us apart. Yeah, you know, that's the biggest thing. We don't really have you know like in Chicago where you have gangs killing each other constantly every day. You know, here we have people that are selling drugs that are killing people constantly yeah. every day. So it's like. Do you hear about O-Block? What happened to O-Block? Yeah, they shut <laughs> it down. Well, my, my, my dad's like family, like Cabrini, uh, Cabrini Green area. Okay. So that that was shut down a long time ago. That's where they did like, uh, what was that, Candyman movie and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Then, so now O-Block's getting shut down. O-Block like, is a place, is a projects in Chicago that's birth artists like Chief Keef and King Little Dirk. We're going to see- I think, and I don't mean to say this as like a bad thing at all. I think we're going to see issues with that, big issues. Wait, so mental health just happens and then drugs happen, or is it drugs happen and then mental health happens? Or maybe mm, it's just like a little bit of both. Both. In a poor area, not yeah. a lot of money. So I think, you know, poverty and, you know, it's always good to just, you know, like I know a bunch of home, a lot of those homeless people that I've known. Since I was 16, and then, you know, walk by him. I'd walk by him when I was 16, and I'd be like, man, homie doesn't look good. He looks the same today. He doesn't look worse, Mm. you know? And it's like you talk to these people. They're humans, you know? You talk and figure out their story, and their story is usually fucking nuts. Yeah. It's nothing that... Sometimes you want to generalize them, though, but it kind of is a little bit of case... Like, I have a home... Because I've I've decided if I'm going to have a studio, also, if you need to create a podcast, please... I need more clients. So I don't, that sounds too like begging. I, I'd like some more clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm in university district, third wheel podcast studio. Um, I guess this isn't good marketing, but there is some homeless people here. We have a Jack in the box um, at the top of the street and there's some craziness that goes there. But um, I've decided if I'm going to be here so often, I should make friends with some of the homeless people. So I have some homeless friends around here. There's this one guy. I made friends with him because I got a ticket and the guy was like, if I knew this was your car, I would have said that's my car. I don't know if that would have worked because he was homeless, but I was like, this guy's on my side. So that's how I started trying to become friends yeah. with the homeless people mm-hmm. or houseless people. Or and What do you say? Do you say homeless or houseless? I don't say houseless, that's for sure. Yeah. I think you're the first person I've ever seen. See, I say only houseless. say it because like a lot of woke people say it. And I'm just Blake, so I don't know. If, I'm not really woke. I don't really but... do that whole... I think woke, woke people don't spend like, time in Pioneer Square. <laughs> I don't think that's like a huge thing. Yeah. So okay, so you're you're pretty young then. You're you're 24. Yeah. Even but that's still 24 years of life. Yeah. Um, do you feel like even since you've uh, had what is it cognizance? Since you've had cognizance, have you seen a change in? Um, types of people that live in pioneer square no no Mm. i wouldn't say so i'd say it's probably gotten i would say like the only thing that i've seen change hardcore is maybe which doesn't have to do with the homelessness or the people is maybe the violence that happens on the weekends Oh, it's just nuts. There's always like somebody shooting or the clubs are just a mess. It's just, I think it's just where it is. 
you know you mm. you take a club and you place it in capitol hill you're still gonna have issues but placing it in pioneer square you have a little bit more yeah it's nuts bro the stuff that goes on you know, huh. uh, on a weekend is it's crazy in pioneer square i don't party there anymore really i i'll go there to see friends and stuff like that but i don't i guess i am going to be partying there because my after party at my show but (laughs) but i'm a release show yeah when is when what date is your october 27th 2022 it's on my birthday okay that's a few weeks after your your album release yeah yeah so but you wanted it because you're uh yeah it's gonna be good i we want to pack the house i mean it's gonna be a huge lineup and where's it at it's gonna be the central saloon okay so i'm taking it back home nice uh, and uh we're gonna sell it out for sure like that's that's the goal and that's you know what we're kind of rocking with it's gonna be me karma and uh peaceful pinder okay i've had all two of those guys I mean, guess right answer. I've had both those people on the podcast. Mm-hmm. All two of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, it's it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a lot of fun. And that's the thing is like, for me, it's how much I've uh, built with the city and the hip hop and all that and connections and all that stuff. Because, you know, the last time I performed at the Central was a headliner they gave me. I think I was... I don't know, 20, 20 probably. And uh, I had seven people there. Damn, that's a great turnout. It was nuts. And I think one was like my brother and my mom. Wow. So like, you know, and it's all family for me now too. So it's like, I know we're going to have a great turnout. I didn't know how to run a show. I didn't didn't understand the business at all. Yeah. So it's just going to feel good, honestly, to go up there and Hell no, yeah. we'll have more than seven people now. <laughs> that's exciting yeah so that was a good pivot we we learned about italy and we learned about your your background in pioneer square mm. being a bartender let's let's shift more to to the to the music side yes, sir. um when when did you uh drop your last album like how many years has it been since you dropped a project i think five years jesus christ i think so wow i think i think so don't hold me on that it's been i think four plus years i think if you look on apple it says 2017 but you've been making music this entire time or what oh yeah i made two albums before i made this album so but why why the why the hiatus so did you you even do any features during that time or you just like completely like no one knew you were making music besides um I think I did a couple features. I think I did a couple features for sure. Because one of them got... I did a like probably like three or four because I remember one of them came out and I was like, oh, I never wanted that to come out. Uh. And I like made that very apparent. And it's like, whatever. But um, I think more so like I had so much to learn about the business and so much to learn about <laughs> who I am as an artist and not just creating music just to create music and what does rank remote mean what's the brand what is what is going to set me apart you know and that was like such a huge thing i had to look inward a lot and you know i made the album and um you know i was working with Riker and them at the time and you know listening that first album which was it was really good and it just wasn't it yet 
and I didn't know who I was yet. So then it was like pivot there and, you know, shout out Jang because Jang always kind of held me down. Like, I think for, I think in some sense, like Jang, definitely him putting me on his show to do a song. And that's Django. He's been on the podcast. Yeah. Check that out. Django. Shout out Jang. Uh, We got a new single out, Lifestyle. Music video drops September 20th. Um, I'm a rock star. <laughs> Imposter. Yeah. I don't know. Black leather jacket. Um, you know, I think him putting me on the shows for like three years was, it kept me relevant. Like, it kept me in conversations and seeing people and people being like, oh, Rank's still doing something when I'm really just performing one song, mm-hmm. you know? And I had to move away from when I was opening up for like Rich Homie Kwan and Bad Baby and Mozzie and Zaytoven and doing these these shows with like big names that didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm leaving probably with less money than I came with, you know? I didn't create any ground really with like a fan base. And then I came back to Seattle and I saw Travis drop uh Om Bomb. I think it was. Ambomb? Ambomb. I think You saw that one or Reckless Endangerment? Like what year is this? This saying? is before, so yeah. it had to be Ambomb, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, like that's a fan base. Like that's that's a that's something you want to ride with. That's somebody just because he's not Drake. Yeah. You want to go see him. That's crazy. That's an interesting point. I don't know if you're saying this specifically, but there's a difference between going on tour with someone and just opening up for someone, I guess. Because he went on, he of course built his fan base and he had millions of streams before Macklemore, but also going on Mac, going on tour with Macklemore, he was able to make something out of that as well. I and think, that might be harder if you're just opening up for a bunch of people. I don't know. I think I just had the wrong direction. Got it. I think I didn't. The direction and everything else just didn't make any sense. Like, I was making music to people that probably didn't care. Hmm. And I didn't even understand who I was at the time. And so that's a mixed match. And then you throw me on, like, a big show. People are like, what, I get, like, four stories because people are like, oh, he's tight. Hmm. But who cares? You know, like, I wasn't building anything organically. But how do you build things organically then? Uh, I think that community is a big thing. Understanding where you're from, representing that. What's your message? You know, my message is I'm coming out here to fuck everything up. And I honestly don't care whether you like me or not. We're going to have a good time. This is real hip hop. You know, this isn't something where it's all about, you know, flash and all that. Like for me, it's all about the music, real hip hop samples you know, taking it back to the original core of it. And I think that's what who I am and what gains me the most respect. And when you can realize uh, who you are internally, that's that's when people want to follow you. Mm-hmm. That's when you're going to stand out. Standing out is so big. I think I stand out because I'm, I'm not a uh, – and this is not a disrespectful thing, but I'm not like a backpack, like happy – bounce you know i'm definitely more of like that west side gun benny the butcher like type artist that i do this for the music 
and to make money. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that money, I'm going to invest it, and I'm going to retire at 40, and you'll never yeah. see me again, you know? Mm. So it's like, I just want to fuck it all up. I want to I wanna take the scene and flip it on its head. I, I want people to come to my shows dressed the craziest that they can dress, looking the wildest that they can dress. Yeah, that's crazy. Five years off, but you're still pretty young. That's kind of... That's kind of cool. Maybe you do need that what? little bit of time to like incubate and grow. Yeah. I think this wow. project is like the first like start of that for yeah. sure. Cause but you're still making music. I, Cause I wonder if, what if I just stopped making podcasts, but I talk to people. I don't know if I could like, maybe I have to put up. What do you mean? Like if I just stopped making podcasts for like three years and then picked up again, I don't know if that would help me or not. Maybe I, I see a I feel lot like there's of... a difference between, Art forms, I guess. I see a lot of... Um, now, music, you have to have your time where you go back to the yeah. studio and you take that time to recoup. But that's that's why everything has to be in stages. You got to have that stage where, like, for me, it's like, this album has got to hit. We got to build this fan base. We got to take these people in. We got to do these numbers. We got to do this promotional-wise. Okay, we did it. How'd the show? Da, 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 da. Next album, we got to double that. And you keep building. But do you think music's changed in the past five years? And has that affected how you want to release or the type of music you even make? Mm. Uh, not really. I think You that... want that Yeet feature? Hell no. <laughs> I don't care. Um... <laughs> he's he's I like, I guess I'm not sending that email now. <laughs> 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 I don't know it's just you know like I really like to stay in my lane and I think there's like definitely people that you're always gonna have those kids that love the Moseys and the Yeats and the whatever and I don't know if we can love Mosey too much right now yeah I mean stay off TMZ I didn't like him anyway but it's just like just because I don't like that type of music doesn't mean I don't respect what they're doing. I'm never yeah. going to be one of those people that's like, he sucks and he's, they're doing something and they're talented for a reason. Even if the money's behind them and whatever they got running, they they got something going for them. I will say one thing, I, and I fuck, I don't know why, I don't even know the guy, uh -huh. so I can't say I like him or dislike him just from like new stuff and like. Things I've heard, mm -hmm. I, I'm not gonna say I dislike them or like them, but something that I have heard from my past two interviews, from Grinch and um, Travis Thompson, they both say like, whether it's Macklemore or Little Mosey, they're both the most genuine version of themselves when oh, they yeah. release music. I think that if you're not genuine, that's it's a quick hit. Fucking lame, you know. But there's a lot of like little things that go into. It's such a big category and i mean macklemore like you said is like probably one of the biggest ones that's like so genuine to himself like you know i'm gonna pop some tags yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i don't know like <laughs> i was like i just I, i'm more of like that i just come from like such an attitude is that of, marilyn monroe on your arm yeah wow sorry yes, I, yeah it's kind of wild um wow most beautiful woman in the world and then i'm gonna put courtney love on the other side yeah 
Yeah. I see you have the Nevermind album cover. Yeah. There we go. Pioneer Square. I had a few Nirvana tattoos. and But, um, yeah, I just think, you know, it's, like, good for those guys. I'm not going to ever come at somebody and be like, your music sucks, you know, because you're doing the numbers. And everybody in this business can have that conversation, and they're all going to have their own opinion on it. My opinion is that I'm never going to hate on somebody's music or their success. If you're doing it, absolutely. Can I say you're a cornball and that is lame? Absolutely, but that's mm-hmm. my opinion. It doesn't mean I'm hating on your success or whatever. I'm just like, uh. Eh. Sometimes I like to just be an asshole to be an asshole, and that just yeah. is why I'm me, yeah. you know? Like so it's punch like, in the face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's, yeah, it's, I think they're cool. I don't know. I think, uh. I probably only have a few artists out here that I really love and actually listen to. And I mean, that's count on like one hand. Let's say their names right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I love uh, Mr. DC. Mr. DC is like... It's actually Dave Shanae now, so I guess oh, you don't... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Dave Shanae. Uh, but yeah, I his music has always been awesome. Um, obviously, Karma is... As my brother, he's also like one of my favorite artists. I think his flow is untouched. Um, Travis, solid. He's all right. Um, okay. Travis is solid. Um, I don't know when he talk. I'm trying to think about. You know who I love? I love scratching all that because i love more you know jang and all them but i'm trying to like be super mm. informative on actually like what i listen to and when i go out i love some of the underground artists that some of these pages on instagram post i'll I'll hit them up personally on dm and like you know some of them uh they have like one song and they might be doing this as a hobby mm-hmm. you know not like a business but still it's like super dope like yeah uh there's one guy named like the butcher or something he was dope and then no it wasn't benny (laughs) benny's dope though i met him when he was up here in seattle and humble guy but like uh this dude was like named the butcher which is why i thought i was like that's kind of a knock but he's out of like tacoma super sick or something yeah and then some girl got posted on uh on hip-hop seattle the other day and she had this like What's going on with Hip Hop Seattle, by the Crazy way? Crazy little flow. Because uh, they're like stopped, them? and then they just came out of nowhere again? I saw. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on there. I was like, oh I don't my, know if there's like drama so with the team content. or what. I don't know. What. I love them. I, they're cool guys. Chica Chica, only subscribe to the NAS podcast. I'm just kidding. We need, we, need, we need platforms. We need multiple. I can't do it myself. And there's a lot of Courtney Kilbane. Guys, this guy's got... I wish we could have like a full like photo... It's just like breaking down <laughs> your fit. It's pretty sick. Um, but yeah, so what is what is some uh what what are, what how do you want people to like interpret this new album? Like what is your message with this album? Uh my message and is also tell the audience what the name of this album is. The name of the album is Sex, Drugs and Therapy, drops September twentieth. And that name is um pretty much what I went through these past five years and since I've been making music, I went through a period where I got super depressed and I don't really know what was happening. I just like, it's cause of the rain. 
it was weird though like it just like hit me mm-hmm. one day and i was like wow i feel like super social anxiety and then i laid in bed for like a week mm-hmm. and my muscles something happened to him and i couldn't really walk like dystrophy type shit no like not like fucking scientific shit but like there was just something like i just tired him out and probably wasn't drinking water and yeah couldn't really walk i was like all fucked up well i was living um on the fourth story of a building on first avenue and my neighbor right above me like jumped out of his house and killed himself jesus christ and so like it started going through my head because it's literally my whole wall was glass my whole the whole wall was glass and then it slid to the side so like you're literally oh that's album. why that that interlude on your album yeah which you'll yeah. see on september 22nd yeah or if you check this out in the future after september 22nd he has an interlude. so that's kind of what i talked about is like looking over the edge and being like wow i could just fucking jump i don't know what it was either it just like drove me nuts. and um, was it specifically him that got in your head or was it before that and well, the person just, that jumped? Yeah. No, it was just kind of fucking with me because, like, so many people in Seattle were killing themselves at that point. And was this during COVID? I or? was super, no, this is before COVID. And I was so depressed. And I was like, man, I don't know. It's hard to, like, explain how deep your thoughts go into that. Yeah. You know, when you're in that hole, you know, that's why I never, whenever somebody's feeling that way, you can never just ignore it. You know, it's a very serious thing you know and so i just uh yeah i was like getting super depressed and i was like i should probably go to a therapist Mm. otherwise i might actually do it and i went to a therapist and she was dope it wasn't like it was like a lot of like kind of hypnotherapy kind of stuff super dope and helped me out a lot but then i you know started pulling a tony soprano and i would be like Oh, I'm cured, and I'd go like party and do some crazy shit for four months, and I'd yeah. be like, "Yo, you don't know what I just got myself into." Like, can we do a couple more sessions? Mm. And I did that for like three or four years. And uh, damn, you know the sex. Always been into the sex. I love What's that. Uh, having sex, like I don't know, what doggy that is. style. Okay, like, okay. <laughs> 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 this is a family friendly podcast. <laughs> um. Nah, yeah, I love I love women, I love sex, I love everything about sex, whether it's if somebody's gay, that's great, if somebody's bisexual, if somebody's whatever they want, I think sex is a great way for people to just unwind. And have and, kids. Uh, and have kids, yeah, fuck, if you Unless want. Unless test tube t- babies, those are things Only too. fans is, uh, you know. Rank remote only release. fans coming soon. It's already there, you just gotta look it up. Oh my God. I'll announce it soon, but. Jokes? I feel like you're the type that I wouldn't even like. I don't know if I'd put that past you. No, I swear to God. What? If you look up Rank Ramon on Google, you'll find my OnlyFans. You have an OnlyFans? I have an OnlyFans. Not a joke? I'm not. If you look up Rank Ramon right now. And you're using it for like the right. You're not using it for like. Because you could like. You don't have to do like. You could do like cooking and like release like music. No. If you want to see like my girl and me. Just send me twenty dollars, and I'll. Send are you making like a, or is it just like private? Or are you like, are you trying to like? It's public. Like, are you trying to become like boogie nights where you're like super successful? I guess that's just dated. That's a very dated example, but because I, I guess like boogie- I like shooting porn. It's fun, but it's like. But you're not like trying to make like a bag out of it. Or yeah, it'd be cool. It's more for like, people like. Are like yo, Rank Ramon, family friends. Nah, 
It's more for my close family. <laughs> it's, more, it's, it's more for, you know. That's wild. I've been making um, jokes about OnlyFans and I'm like, Travis Thompson, OnlyFans, <laughs> blah, 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 OnlyFans. And then you're like, no, nah, man. I have an OnlyFans. I like shooting porn. Like I said, it's, it's fun. What if and... your kids see that one day? Whatever, dude. I mean, like. You're like, dad's packing. Nah. Oh. They, they'll, they'll grow up in the right environment and learn how to respect. When I grew up in Europe when I was young, I mean, you'd see naked chicks on billboards and shit. But. Wow. I mean. Okay. It's. You know, if you like doing it, you can make some money off of it. And like I said, sex is a huge part of my life. So probably going to go have sex after this podcast. <laughs> wow. Uh, That's very inspiring. And then the drugs, you know, just drugs kind of represent the partying and that. And, you know, the play on sex, drugs and rock and roll. Sex, drugs, therapy was that so sdt sdt not std that's for sure there we go keep um wrap wrap it up yeah <laughs> what, can we can we do like a sex psa what is your my sex psa is consent is very important in any situation you're in very very fucking important and i mean that and that's very very serious whether you're doing threesomes, anything, consent with your partners or partner is very, very fucking important. Whether you want to wear a condom or not, you probably should because it'll protect you from STDs. And kids. Oh, and uh, Rake Ramon condoms coming soon. What about- I think I'll have those in like I've heard there's like weeks. a- Is that a real thing? You know, like, like the, the stickers? I don't think- I've heard that's like a contraceptive where it's like what? sex stickers that you just put on your urethra. But I don't know if that's a real contraceptive or not. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, that sounds fake. You've never heard of like this. A sex sticker you stick on your urethra. Yeah. That's your pee hole. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've heard like when I was like in like sex ed, I heard about that. Mm. Imagine if you had one and it was like a picture of your face as I, a sex sticker. I get tested. Me and my partners get tested. And frequently. partners... Well, I'm just saying, like, if my girl and I have a different girl or whatever, you know, like, but it's like we get tested. We're very uh, safe with what we do. And, um, Raw's great, but be smart. Be smart. Don't be raw dogging these girls you just randomly meet. Or boys or or boys or or anything. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I won't be doing that. But they, thems. It's whatever you do, just be smart and consent and wrap up if you want that. I know a lot of people that don't. Wrap up and wrap up. Wrap up and wrap up. Put a raincoat on it. There we go. Um, is there uh, anything else you want to talk about your album real quick? Um, like I said, album drop in September 20th, Sex, Drugs, and Therapy with Django Hentai as features, Mr. Hentai. Um, love that song, Map. And uh, we got the headliner, October 27th, with Karma and Peaceful Pinder at the Central Saloon. Uh, I think it's ten, bu- 10 bucks, Super cheap. We're going to pack the house. You got to get tickets soon. And uh, other than that, like, just come party with us. It's going to be a good time. In the meantime, whenever you see this, stream Lifestyle, whether it's yep. before the album drops or after the album yep. drops. Lifestyle. Lifestyle is sick as fuck. Full Tank. 
great single been rocking with that uh yeah awesome what is a you gave a pretty great psa but what what is some final advice or words you have for for the audience here um be yourself and don't feel pressured in life to do anything you don't want to just because you think it'll look you look make you look like any type of way just rock you know just do you and if anybody judges you fuck them yeah because you can say the same thing back we're all human beings in this world no matter how you look or what shape or whatever the fuck you believe in fuck them fuck them rank ramones only fans um what is the <laughs> easiest way for people to reach you uh, on my Instagram, IG at Rankavelli, W-R-A-N-Q-A-V-E-L-L-I. Or you can go to rank.com, W-R-A-N-Q.com. Write in your email. It'll be put in our little send out letter. And you got everything there with the social medias and everything. There we go. Um, this is the NAS podcast with... Rank Ramon, Pioneer and Square Zone. We did it.